yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot of So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. This is Dr. with inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Team is back together again as we prepare for our last show before we get to Birmingham, Alabama. There's some business to go out there. We do have the CIAA that is going to kick off their football media day before the SWAT, but a lot of eyes and interests are interested in what's going to go down in Birmingham in terms of what players have to say, what coaches have to say, even what some administrators such as athletic directors, what is on their mind? What does the commissioner have to say? Jay? Tiffany, in terms of coming from ESPN, uh, what is their viewpoint of all things? So a lot going on today. So welcome to episode 282 of Inside HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBC sports from institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs. In the business of HBCU Sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, filming from our home studios and sending a signal live case with 1230 AM skills with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in a beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Today's episode of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Have an interesting one today, but uh, I don't know what's going on, but I guess it is, as Carlos Brown said, is the circle of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another announcement of Ramlin State mourns the loss of Cedric Skinner from the GSUtigers.com. The death mm-hmm. of the 30-year-old was confirmed uh, by the coroner's office, although no cause of death has been given yet. Um, he was a football player from Oberlin, Louisiana. Oberlin uh, to the semifinals as he led them. Uh, the state playoffs back in 2010 uh, before he played three seasons at Grambling. He played under Doug Williams. Doug Williams was quoted as saying he was a running back that ran hard and made you remember him, Williams said, end quote. He also quoted as saying, we are praying for his family during this difficult time as well as us. Um, in 26 games, he amassed 809 rushing yards and 56 receiving yards and seven touchdowns from 2012-2014. He actually finished off his football collegiate career at University of Arkansas Monticello, UAM, in 2015. I'd like for us to pause for a moment of silence, a moment of silence in honor of Mr. Cedric Skinner, the Grandma State uh, family, his family, as well as HBCU families and swag. 
Back on the lighter side of things, we get back into it. Um, before we get into the SWAC, we'll save a lot of that for the second half of the show. We have some other news covering uh, many things across the landscape. I'm going to start it off. SIEC announces as they had their media day uh, last week, they also have announced now the network schedule 2022 um, on ESPN. Uh, the games will be covered ESPN platforms since such as ESPNU, ESPN3, and ESPN+. Lineup features at least one home game for each football member. I thought that was pretty big. Conference's most electric rivalry matchup, the second annual Boeing Red Tail Classic, Fountain City Classic, Morehouse Tuskegee Classic, Legacy Classic there, and the SIC Football Championship presented by Cricket. Every week from September 4th to November 12th will feature SIC matchups, Two SIAC games will air live on ESPNU this season. One of those games will be Boeing Red Tail Classic, which will take place on September 4th at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, between Tuskegee University and the Fort Valley State University. That's the Golden Tigers against the Wildcats. Last year, you may remember Fort Valley State Wildcats won their inaugural matchup. Uh, so it's going to be fascinating. You have some new members uh, as we talked about transitioning uh, and have been approved to continue their move to successfully get in the NCAA Division II, which means they now are members of the SIEC and compete for the championship, although they will not be eligible for the playoffs at the Division II level regarding the NCAA. But Allen University and Edward Waters uh, will get uh, a television time as they show the AME Classic on November 12th uh, in terms of what that matchup is. Uh, which is the same time as the championship game. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, since those teams are eligible to play in the championship game, how that may affect that matchup. Got a little homework to do on that. But several matchups are going out there. Big deal in terms of what this uh, looks like. So I wanted to give um, some thought process on what that looked like in terms of the SIEC Kudos to Commissioner Moore. I know he's announced his retirement as he leaves the SIEC, but one of his legacies in terms of expansion of the SIEC, obviously in terms of television exposure, in this case with ESPN. So it'll be fascinating to see how that continues to move forward. Shout out to the SIEC. Let me go to you, Charles, in terms of what's on your mind with some of the news of the day. Yeah, let's shift uh, and talk a little bit about Tennessee State as they – uh, well represented on the all OBC preseason uh, team with eight players named to the offensive and defensive squads. And uh, Tennessee State uh, was selected to finish fourth uh, in the preseason poll in the Ohio Valley Conference. So, but uh, Tennessee State, uh, they have quite a bit of talent on both sides of the ball, especially a quarterback who's transferring in, uh, who's an all-freshman uh, quarterback, a young man by the name of Draylon Ellis. And then you also have that uh, running back, uh, Devon Starlin, that's there at uh, Tennessee State as well. They also uh, nabbed a couple of defensive tackle spots as well. So uh, looking to see what Tennessee State does this upcoming season in the OBC. That's fourth in a OVC that consists of seven members, including the Lindenwood that is moving up, obviously, from uh, their previous status in the NIA in NCAA Division II, now up to Division I FCS. I know it should be some bulletin board material for Tennessee State, uh, the football team, as well as the fans. Many of them thought they should have been higher than fourth 
It's fascinating to see what other coaches and information directors think of Tennessee State Tigers, not very highly. So the uh, intrigued to see how it goes the rest of the season. Let me go to you, Mike, in terms of your thoughts. What's hot in, on your mind in terms of what's going on there? You're on mute. First of all, glad to be back on the show, Doc. I'm uh, traveling on the road. Hopefully you guys can hear me. I'm in the lobby. And yeah, you're good. It's, it's, it's quite a few corporate parties going on. So I know it's not football related, but Prairie View has a new golf coach after many months of searching. So you going to let it out the bag that early? I guess it's just a pool <laughs> Okay, I see where you go. Charles, you yeah. know, you're excited about the gap, golf. Go ahead, Mike. Always. Yeah. So, evidently, uh, they, you know, according to Dr. Reed, they announced Tuesday uh, that Mike Rice, formerly of the FAMU Rattlers organization, which they announced yesterday was leaving, or the two days before, will serve as the new head men's and women's golf coach. Um, Rice will be a great addition to our golf program. According to Dr. Reed, I'm confident he will do a tremendous job. He brings a pretty good, pretty good resume golf-wise. So after becoming assistant in 2013 at FAMU, he was given the reins as as a former as a former FAMU golf coach in uh, 2018. After Marvin Green stepped away from the university to take a position with the Florida Sports Foundation, he led the Rattlers to a MEAC title and a berth in the 2021 NCAA tournament, a first for both feats. <clears throat> but the question I have to ask is who is he replacing? Mr. Kevin Jennings, senior. It's been nine, 10 months since Prairie View has replaced him. So he has multiple championships, men's and women's with the golf program at Prairie View. So it took a long time to replace him, but uh, congratulations to Mr. Rice on his installment as the new Prairie View men's and women's golf head coach. Yeah, uh, big addition, it seems, to Prairie View, taking away from FAMU. I know he's beloved by a lot of rattlers. Um, really was strong as he closed out on MEAC. I know when they first talked about expansion of the SWAC, one of the sports that I looked at off the radar uh, that Charles likes is golf. And I thought it would have been a fact matchup between FAMU and Prairie View under these two coaches. It was not the as Jennings left. And FAMU was actually rebuilding in a lot of ways as they had a younger team. They still finished third in terms of regular season. He happens to be an alumni uh, of uh, FAMU. So uh, fascinating to see what he can build over there in Prairie View. Obviously, there are a lot of golf talent in this greater Texas area. Um, he gets to do it for both men's and women's programs. So it'll be fascinating to see how he's able to get it done. It's my understanding he's going to get assistant, which I always should be oh, strong. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Not a lot of programs uh, in general get assistant, but it's particularly with HBCUs and the SWAT. So it'll be fascinating to see. There's a lot of pride in Prairie View, the golf program, historically what it's been able to do. So a lot of people quietly uh, excited about um finally announcement of the higher golf program because they have a lot of support of it. And then I guess you got those general folks that have picked up golf over the years that think they're golfing. I'm not talking about because <laughs> he's pretty good at it, but other people. <laughs> so uh, just wanted to put that to 
sense in there. So good point in terms of going off the radar a little bit. Let me do this before I head back to Charles. Let me give some love for the folks out there. George Suggs, Carl Edmund, Karen Griffin out of Southern California. You know how she gets it done. Chuck Hunt is in here, says he's doing phenomenal. Uh, Willie Alex Hines in there. Lonnie Shaw, hot, too hot for golf, but cool in the lab. That's right, it's cool in the lab. Air condition is blowing. AD never, too <laughs> <laughs> never too hot. 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 You just get up early, huh? Chad Cooper in the building. So uh, just a shout out for some of those that are taking it. Let me go right back to you, Charles. Since it's not too hot, what else you got going on? Yeah, let's take a look at uh, HBCU baseball. Texas Southern outfielder Jonathan Thomas. He was drafted by the Washington Nationals. He went, uh, he was a 56th overall pick in the 2022 uh, Major League Baseball draft. Uh, he is, I went in the 19th round, 561st pick, I should say. Uh, but Jonathan Thomas, a huge season this past season with Texas Southern, tallied 68 runs, 62 stolen bases, 42 RBIs, nine home runs while maintaining a 345 batting average in 2022. Uh, he spent his first three seasons at the University of Houston before transferring to Texas Southern. Had a huge season this past season for the Texas Southern Tigers. And he now goes to the Washington Nationals. And then you also had a Grambling uh, University player who was drafted in the MLB draft. Uh, Grambling State catcher uh, John Garcia was drafted right here by the Houston Astros. So uh, they're getting a big-time hitter with uh, Mr. Garcia, nice catcher, did yeoman work behind the plate for the Grambling Tigers. Uh, but those two players went in the MLB draft thus far. Yeah, I know Black College nines is – Excited to be able to put this update. Obviously, for those that, have, that are in the Major League Baseball or follow baseball in general, may have heard that uh, four of the top five players drafted this year were African Americans, or blacks, whichever term you prefer to use, uh, which many people believe uh, is the first time in the history of Major League Baseball. Um, obviously, the history goes back, so people are not too sure about the records, but pretty obvious in terms of modern time. So it's Big in terms of Michael Coker, he was talking about the fact all the work that he's put in with Black College Nine and the others that have supported, obviously with the HBC World Series that kicked off between the NIA NCAA Division II. He was um, looking anxiously to see about HBCUs get drafted. It happens in the 19th round. So uh, kudos for the work that he's continued to do in terms of pushing um, his advocacy for HBCU baseball players um, uh, certainly for those getting drafted. So it's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like. Kudos to um, individuals that we've seen doing the Major League Baseball in regards to All-Star Game. A lot of the fruits of their labor is coming together, and we see it paying off in uh, at least some draftees of Major League Baseball, much as you've seen on the football side. So I wanted to make sure I tie that in. Great report you put out there. Great point uh, in terms of recognizing what's taking place in baseball. It seems like a resurgent. We'll keep our eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Mike, what else you got for me? Oh, you want to know? You really want to know? I want to know. All right. So it looks like Dillard is in the baseball business again. So congratulations. This comes by way of hbcusports.com. Of course, Twitter. Um, in a period, it seems, where HBCU investment is collectively regressing. One program is gaining full steam. In 2023, there will be a baseball team at, yes, Dillard 
University for the first time in school history. The Blue Devils will be housed in the New Look Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference set up along with Oakwood University, Wiley College, and Philander Smith. So congratulations to them. The program, which was, you know, pretty much entrenched already pretty much caught up in the developmental stage, will be led by former Southern assistant coach Trinis <clears throat> Grant, who is attempting to execute the dual role of selling himself and the program. This according to HBCU Sports. Uh, it's a great opportunity for Dillard. Dillard is now in the baseball business. They will have the full allotment of recruits. Let me say that again, just in case you didn't hear it. They will now have the full allotment of recruits equipment, and that's essential to a good baseball program. So congratulations to the folks in at Dillard. Yeah, you talking about New Orleans with Xavier and Dillard uh, having baseball programs. It's going to be hot and heavy around those parts of New Orleans to see some good competition and rivalry between those uh, two programs if they can kick it off and get some games played. It'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. Obviously, in two different conferences, Red River Athletic Conference for Xavier and Gulf Coast Athletic Conference for Dillard. Fascinating to see how that goes. Let's take our first break. We'll be right back after this first break and give you some more updates of what's going on about the HBC sports landscape before we get into some updates of what our thoughts and what's going to take place in the SWAC Football Media Day. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. It's time. The inaugural Urban NerdCon is coming to Montgomery, Alabama, July 29th through the 31st. Blurds, nerds, and geeks from across the universe will converge on the capital city to see celebrity guests such as The Last Dragon, Tybok, Megan Tandy, and voice actor Dave Fenoy. Hey, how you doing? I'm voice actor Dave Fenoy with a shout out to all my geeks, freaks, and urban nerds. Just want to let you know I'm going to be there and I want to meet you at the Urban NerdCon Gaming and Cosplay event. It's happening July 29th through the 31st in Montgomery, Alabama. Hope you want to meet me as much as I want to meet you. So join us by visiting theurbannerdcon.net for ticket and vendor information. This will be the premier blurred event in the universe. Theurbannerdcon.net. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, sir. and pay attention, yes. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes.
Gaville's inside HBC Sports Lab. <laughs> Mike was talking about Marlon around here. I don't know if he's that on here. He told everybody's secrets. That's all right. We're going to let it know about that. Let me go back to you, Charles, as we talk a little bit about some more HBC Sports tying the CIAA Media Day. And like I said, the second half, we'll get into some hot and uh, tough news about the SWAC Media Day in regards to what's going on out there. I really want to think of, talk about some schedules that y'all have some thoughts on, uh, your thoughts in terms of who's coming to the, uh, who you are most interested in talking to outside of the work that you have to do, obviously for yourself, Charles Bishop, you got to make sure that you bring some great content back for Jack State fans, Mike Washington, your Prairie View fans are going to make sure that you bring that information back. But outside of that, I want to know your thoughts on that, but we're going to say that as a tease to the next half of the hour, we got, plenty of time to get all into it right now there's still some other hot news out there you got some players of the year men and women for me at swag kind of want to get your thoughts on that um i'll save that for you mike uh but before we do that charles uh, i think you have some news out there that talks about the only hbcu that has done this thus far what do you, what what do you have for us yeah, and this is big news, and this comes via uh, HBCU Game Day. Great uh, report by uh, Vaughn Wilson. Uh, but FAMU, uh, they're the first HBCU to get uh, this Power 5-level uh, climate control system. It's known as the Boudreaux Box. And, of course, you know that uh, it is a it is a coolant system uh, for players, especially uh, we've had players over the past uh, going on 20, 25 years now that have passed away from heat stroke. So this article was of uh, great importance to me, uh, but this is a, a interesting uh, invention called a Boudreaux box named after a gentleman who, uh, who developed it, uh, Paul Boudreaux, but uh, it's a coolest system uh, that combats heat exhaustion, dehydration and other heat related illnesses. Uh, and you start to see it proliferate through uh, various training camps on the NFL and on the Power Five level, uh, FAMU first to get it on the HBCU level, and kudos to their uh, football foundation, to uh, 220 uh, quarterback club, in terms of raising the funds to get this Boudreaux box uh, for this FAMU football team. So that's huge news. Yeah, that's big. That's significant um, when you talk about the heat in the South, particularly in Florida in that panhandle area, yeah. folks from there. And as we talk about now, I mean, this heat is oppressive and more than normal. It's already hot, but more than normal. So the timing for this seems very appropriate. So uh, great kudos for FAMU and those involved to get that done, as you said. Let me go to you, Mike. Want to get some more news of, uh, as I teased out a little bit, some players of the year. You had that information? Yeah, I have that information. So... I know my my boy CB over there is is chomping at the bits because Jackson State's uh, uh, holiday. Okay, so oh yeah, Misha. Yeah, Misha holiday. Um, no, well Williams holiday. We want to do make sure we do it correctly. It's named uh, basically women's basketball standout. Of course, we all know that. She's been named the 2021-2022 SWAC Athlete Conference Woman of the Year. So this past season, she earned a 3.5 GPA in the classroom while leading Jackson State to its third straight, not first, not second, but third straight regular season championship and second straight uh, SWAC tournament. So she's a three-time uh, first-team all-SWAC selection 
all of that, dot, dot, dot. She is just all thing. I know Charles could probably recite, can recite this by heart, but <laughs> she led the conference in scoring. I think she was like over 19 points per game, 11, 11 and a half uh, boyfriend breakups, rebounds, y'all. Uh, and uh, she had a field goal percentage. Get this, no other female player had a field goal percentage as high as her uh, 57, I think, and some change percent. So she became the first HBCU player drafted since 2002 and only the sixth all-time uh, to be selected in the WNBA. So congratulations to Miss Amisha, Amisha Williams Holiday. So, and on the like side, I do have some news on the MEAC that MEAC athlete Kobe Jordan Rooms from Morgan State University was selected as the male athlete of the year. Um, this just announced yesterday. Congratulations to him. So he's a captain of the Bears track and field squad. Outstanding field performer in the MEAC Indoor Track and Field uh, Championships. Uh, all around great GPA. So in this past outdoor season, he won the MEAC title in the triple jump, finishing second in the high jump. So he's from Montego Bay, Jamaica. Native also competed in the triple jump in the NCAA, NCAA pre <clears throat> East preliminaries. So congratulations to him as well on being selected as the male athlete of the year for the MEAC conference. So I'll stop there, let it marinate. Then we'll come back with some more awards later. Good, good deal. That's a big deal. Charles, what else you got out there that's hot and heavy in HBC news? We got some updates in terms of employment. Uh, notified the City State appoints James M. DeBose, athletic director, uh, in terms of Elizabeth City State, permanently appointed him. So he was serving in that role as interim acting, he would. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he can get done for the CIAA Elizabeth City State uh, in terms of that program. Who He will have oversight over 11 universities, women's and men's teams uh, as they continue to build and get it done. Uh, he came to Elizabeth City State from Winston-Salem State University, previously served in a variety of roles over there, including Senior Associate Athletic Director for Development Administration. So um, it'll be fascinating as he continues to put in the work for the CIAA. Let me go back to you, Charles. What other news that you have hot and heavy out there uh, that you want to put on the table before we go back to Mike to let him get Year of the War uh, award given? Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure uh, a lot of people saw it the other day uh, via the pregame show, but uh, Coach Prime, yeah, he is offered to donate half of his salary uh, to going towards uh, finishing some projects that are going on at Jackson State right now with regards to the facilities. But uh, as he does in Coach Prime fashion, let it build up a little bit, then turn to the camera and said, I'm donating half my salary. So uh, kudos, Coach Prime, in terms of uh, recognizing uh, a need and stepping in, filling in a gap there with regards to Jackson State Athletics. But uh, you, you talk about putting your money where your mouth is. You talk about right. uh, not just that, but, you know, skin in the game. Uh, all of his kids are enrolled at Jackson State, uh, football, women's basketball. So, you know, it is what it is. He, he has definitely uh, put his foot on the pedal in terms of what he's doing and leaving his mark there, uh, not just at Jackson State, but with regards to HBCU Athletics. 
you're talking about all in. He is all in, financially all in. I like that. Financially all your, in, no doubt. Your mouth is, uh, that's a big deal when you write checks out of your own pocket in terms of the place that you are working. Um, and we have a lot of folks that claim to love their institution that don't always write checks. And in this point, he's doing half his salary. Not saying it's necessarily a mount, but the fact that he decides to put something in terms of skin in the game. Great point that you bring that to the table of what that looks like in terms of moving Jack State forward. Fascinating. Fascinating. You know, you had another uh, honor that you want to give out in terms of your ward there. Uh, as you're looking at that, I did want to give a shout out to Go Coast Athletic Conference seeking interns for those that want to do some internship for the 2022-23 athletic season, fall or spring or full-time, uh, contact the Gold Coast Athletic Conference. You can go to the website. What's nice about this, the rate for both positions is $6,000 for a year. So internships, uh, that's significant. When you talk about that, you can send your resumes to commissioner at gcaconf.com. That's commissioner at gcaconf.com. ONF.com, I should say. Uh, deadline to submit resumes is July 31st, 2022. Um, I did want to get at this before we get to the break. Um, I know you wanted to get in uh, the conference mail of the, of the year for the MEAC. That's Kobe Jordan Rome's selected for Morgan State. You put that in there. But the woman of the year comes out of Catherine Lane out of MEAC, representing Cotton mm -hmm. State University in terms of what she was able to get done uh, in the NCA East preliminaries as she was all region four by four, 100 meter relay team, uh, four by 100 also in so many different ways. So she's representing uh, for the MEAC. Last thing I wanted to say here a little bit about CIAA before we get into this last break. Um, they represented NCA Women of the Year nominees. So they had a host of uh, women nominees for the CIAA. Um, Brianna Brown out of Lincoln University for basketball. Haley Gibson, Winston-Salem State basketball as well. Bethany Henry, Virginia State University of volleyball. Denisha Miller, Fayetteville State, uh, multi-sport, indoor track and field as well as volleyball. Andrea Novella, Autorado, Elizabeth City State for tennis. Azante Rogers, Elizabeth City State for basketball. And Jalen Spaulding, Virginia State University of basketball. Shivers Not Dead, want to show them some love. The media day is tomorrow, Wednesday. That's Tuesday, July the 19th through Wednesday, July 20th at the Holiday Inn, Valley View in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, as all the coaches and some players collide in Roanoke to talk about the CIAA, as the 12 head coaches and returning players from each school will discuss the outlook of their respective programs and expectations. I'm really interested in, you know, Bowie State. What will people think about that program in terms of moving forward? Uh, what's going to happen in the Southern Division uh, in terms of some teams? Are they going to be able to get over the hump in terms because the big bad bears there? You got Dr. Henry Frazier III returns back into the coaching, leading Virginia State University. Does he still have magic in terms of uh, what he gets done and how quick, if he does, can he get that? Virginia Union, after a lot of people thought they were peaking and ready to take the curve. So it'll be fascinating. I did want to say this uh, before we get into this break is A.D. Drew, our very own uh, BCSN, as well as Faith Daniels, will be in Roanoke covering the CIAA to make sure that you get your insights and news 
Um, so tune in tomorrow, BCSN, to make sure you get your latest updates on the CIAA Media Day uh, as then we turn the page and we'll come into the SWAC. We'll get a little bit of the updates of SWAC and get your thoughts on that right after this break. We'll spend the rest of the show on the SWAC Football Media Day and get your thoughts in terms of what's going on there. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Well, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gonna tell you if your team, if they wanna love that. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. The team is in the building as we prepare to pack our bags so we can get up and get in into Birmingham, Alabama for the SWAC Media Day. All eyes will be on the SWAC on Thursday. Uh, Chad Cooper is in the building. Mary Allen K. Johnson. G. Boom Holly is in here. Ricky Burton. We have LaShawn Harris, Ron Waters. And he says, keep your eyes on this. And he got the eyes. I like this. Got a feeling Bethune Cookman will upset a few folks this season. Yeah, I certainly believe a lot of folks are probably overlooking Bethune Cookman. We'll see what that means on the field. They have a full season, so they don't have the problem of not playing in the spring and Making the mix over, they got to understand what it looks like in a swag. Can they change their fortunes around? Be interesting. So I do want to know, what is, what is your picks? What are your picks? No, 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 don't answer that. Don't answer that. It's a little <laughs> bit of tease. I know you're going to deliver that on Thursday as we unveil the BCS team's official predicted order of finish. I'm excited to see what that looks like. I've got mine in. 
And I tell you, a lot of folks are going to want to see what I have to say. It's a little different. It's not going to be what everybody thinks, not necessarily off the rails, but in all seriousness, I think it's going to be a little different. So make sure you keep up. I want to see what the people think about my predicted order of finish and how many folks are going to want to throw me off the rail and how many <laughs> folks are going to say, see, I knew Dr. Kermit was talking about. But mm. as we get back into the discussion, what I want to know from you all in all seriousness, um, the Swag Media Day obviously kicks off at 10 a.m. Uh, ESPN will do their thing in analysis with Tiffany Green, Jay Walker. to get a state of the swag from Dr. Charles McCullough, the commissioner. Uh, but all, all 12 swag head coaches will be there. But you got some players as well. I want to dig in a little bit to see what your thoughts on the players that are attending. And what was your first thing that came to mind when you seen the names of the players, Alabama, Alabama A&M, they have the wide receiver, Abdul Fatih Ibram and Gary Corals, running back. Offensive, offensive. Usually you have one offense, one defense. A little different there. Alabama State, we're going to go in alphabetical order. Demetrius Davis, quarterback. That's the transfer that came over from Auburn. Folks out of Texas remember him for his days at North Shore. There is Shad Davis, defensive back. Uh, in terms of that, all corn state, CJ Bowler, wide receiver. I always find a way to get open. Iran Kinsler Jr., defensive back, getting to Bethune Cookman, Kamari Eric, tight end, uh, Amari Hill Robinson, defensive back. Fam Mute shouldn't be surprised to most people in a lot of ways. Isaiah Land, linebacker, and Xavier Smith, wide receiver. Realm State, Tyler Thomas, offensive line. Big boys get a little love. Joshua Reed, defensive back. Going as we continue, Jackson State, Shador Sanders, quarterback, and Travis Hunter, wide receiver, defensive back, so a little split there. Number one recruit in the nation uh, as he comes in. He was there for the spring, so he's got a chance to get a little spring ball. So everybody, in a lot of ways, what he gets off, so I'm sure it'll be fascinating to see what people have to say there. Mississippi Valley State, quietly among many folks, getting it done in terms of what they think they can be able to do. So Caleb Johnson represents them as a running back on the offensive side. And then Ronnie Thomas, defensive lineman, big boy on the defensive front, gets a little love. Prairie, Trazon Conley, quarterback. I told you a little bit about the quarterback transfer there. Trazon Conley has been at Prairie, but he's also out of Texas, out of the, one of those big-time programs, Duncan Beaver. Yeah, yeah. But folks that are coming out of Texas, they know a little bit about that matchup between North Shore and Duncanville, they just yeah. can't seem to find each other. But in a championship matchup, it's all gone to North Shore. Fascinating to see what this looks like. And guess what? Prairie View and Alabama State happen to play each other. So that should be fascinating. On the defensive side for Prairie View, Travion Green. Then we go into Southern. Dallas Black, another offensive love, lineman. Big boys get some more love. Cameron Peterson, defensive line. Southern Dooley says he wants to bring and tell y'all all this about the line play. Is he making a statement? We shall I think see. he is. Yeah. Texas Southern University, Andrew Body, quarterback. Boy, in terms of if it wasn't for Shadow Sanders, I think Body would probably get a lot more love. But it'll be fascinating. And that's the matchup. That's the key matchup late in the season. We saw it as freshmen last year. And offensively, a lot of ways, at least for the first half, it lived up to it. Uh, Jackson State does what they do in the fourth quarter and pulled away. Not fascinating about this matchup. Andrew Body, 
he's going to match up with Trayvon Conley to kick things off Labor Day weekend in that classic, the Montario Anderson defensive lineman, another lineman on the defensive side gets some love. So we got a couple of big boys in the trenches getting a chance to put on their suits and slacks at least and come and shine and tell us what we think. We got another quarterback, though, senior then. Not many of these out there. University of Arkansas Pablo, Skylar Perry, quarterback, uh, getting the chance to tell what he thoughts about. Dipped a little bit last season after a brilliant spring. I'm sure he is having a big quest to get back in to the scheme of things. It'll be fascinating to see what his thoughts are. Then we got another offensive lineman, uh, Marquise Evans the second. So this is another case, Pablo, bringing two offensive folks into the building. So fascinating in a lot of ways. I'm going to start with you, Mike. What was the first thing that came to mind when you saw this list or heard the list that I presented you in regards to who the coaches selected to be at the press table to answer these questions for the fall 2022 season, in this case at the SWAT 22 media day? Thank you for thank you for allowing me to take this stage because a wise man once told me, and a wise woman said, it's, sometimes it's not about what you say or what you show, it's what you don't show. So if you look at the lineup, so for instance, Alabama A&M has Abraham and Gary Quirles. What they don't have is a quarterback. So what's the quarterback? Is it going to be Quincy Casey? Is it going to be Tucker? Is it going to be Taylor? What's the deal? The, the, the team <laughs> comfortable with their quarterbacks show their comfort. Another example, bam you. Notice no quarterback. Is it going to mm. be is it going to be Musa? Again, that lets you know where the strength is. I like this. Is. It's not about what you say or what you show. It's what you don't say or show. That's the first thing that jumped out to me. I guess you saw that with Southern, too. No quarterback mentioned. Fascinating. I see what you're saying. Oh, I, 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 can, keep, I can keep going. Yes. I know. I know. We're going to let Charles get in there. I see him chumping the bits. When I just broke that down, when you saw this, what came to your mind when you talked about the individuals that the coaches said, this is who we want to bring to the table for you all to get some insight in, into our program. That's uh, very perceptive, Mike, because uh, that was one of the things that kind of jumped out at me uh, when I took, took a look at the players. Um, you, you have the three-headed monster that was uh, Aquil Glass, Gary Qualls, and Abdul Fatah Ibrahim last year. Uh, no Aquil Glass this year. So, Alabama AM from a quarterbacking perspective, and we've talked about this so often, have quarterback, have wings. So who is going to take the reins at <laughs> Alabama AM? You know, uh Demetrius Davis. For those of us here in the Houston area who know about him from North Shore High, anytime you mention uh Vince Young and Demetrius Davis in the same sentence, that's a little scary. That's something that I want people to keep in mind how impressive this young man is, especially what he did from a high school perspective in the large division here in Texas. And now he's coming to the SWAT. That's a huge statement in terms of uh, what Eddie Robinson is bringing here to SWAT Media Day. Uh, we talked about Travis Herner in 2021, but Demetrius Davis was one of the top players in the nation uh, when he came out. So now he's at Alabama State. Uh, taking a look at Florida a &M, uh, the sack master himself, Isaiah Lane. Uh, uh, of course, with Xavier Smith, uh, the speech, the wide receiver. 
who's going to get the ball to them. Uh, they're going to have a nice battle at quarterback at Florida A&M. Can they come to Rashawn McKay, uh, keep the others at bay? Uh, what is Hugh Jackson going to do with Grambling? Uh, we all say, you know, Grambling, they had a down year last year, but Grambling football doesn't stay down for forever. And it's only a matter of time before Grambling football gets right back in the mix. Uh, Eric Dooley, now at Southern, uh, leading Jag Nation. Uh, they're chomping at the bit to get back in the conversation. You know, they're back in football business. They got the guy that they wanted uh, over there at Southern. And now it's, it's you know, all systems will go. Uh, huge statement, I think, uh, Dr. Bill, you mentioned. You bring in an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. Of course, they had those maulers up front uh, over the past few years uh, from an offensive line perspective and a running game. Now Eric Dooley brings his vaunted passing game uh, down on the bluff. Uh, you take a look, of course, uh, Caleb Johnson was one of the top running backs in the SWAG last year. Hard running guy at Mississippi Valley State, and he's coming to SWAG Media Day. Valley will be heard from this year. There, there will be no Valley? Valley? No, they're going to be heard from this year. And, oh, are, are we going to say that this year? Are we really yeah, gonna say that I, I we think we're really going to say that. We talking about Valley? We talking about Valley. We talking about Valley. And watch this. Andrew Body at Texas Southern, you know, we talked about the Orange Blossom Classic last year deciding the SWAC East. Could the Labor Day Classic decide the SWAC West this upcoming season? That's going yeah. to be a very interesting thing to take a look at uh, with regards to Andrew Body. A lot of Texas Southern faithful are really excited about football. Normally, Texas Southern fans, they kind of have to sit on their hands until December, until basketball season. Could this year be the year that Texas Southern football takes that leap? They were the number two offense uh, in the SWAC last year, right behind Alabama a &M. Question is, can they stop anybody? And then, of course, with Jackson State, Shador Sanders, he threw that grenade out there last year. Hey, we're different. We, you know, we expect to we expect to win. And he backed it up. And now they bring the number one recruiter in the nation, Travis Hunter, a freshman coming to SWAC media today. And trust me, folks, um, Jackson State is going to have a, a couple more grenades to drop on Swag Media Day as well. Your points are well taken on body. He finished number five, six in the Swag. He didn't play as many games as the top quarterback. So you could argue equivocally he's one of the top quarterbacks. The question is, as you mentioned, is the defense going to be there to support him? Million-dollar question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, you know, do they have the defensive backing to stop the Panthers in that Labor Day Classic? We'll see. Yeah, and another one in there is people don't realize that uh, Jackson State had two top 100 recruits. You have Kevin Coleman, yeah, number four receiver in the house, and I'm sure that uh, he's working out feverishly, and uh, he's a talent. It'll be interesting to see what that means in terms of coming out there. You only take two people, so I'm sure other coaches, including uh, Coach Prime, if they had the chance, they could take a couple of more and make sure they get some light. So I'm fascinated to see what that looks like because I'm sure um, he's quietly putting in the work to do what's necessary. And obviously, as a four-star kid, he's telling himself uh, in terms of anybody's ranked top 100. So I'm fascinated on this. Let's get into the last break. But on the other side, I want to come back and get a little bit of more of your thoughts in terms of outside of your responsibilities, making sure that your alumni get who they want. I want to get your thoughts in terms of who are you most interested in interviewing um, during this SWAC Media Day. I'll put a pin on it, stir the mix up, and let you think about it a little bit. We'll be right back after this fast break, and I want to get your thoughts on that. 
For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Are you ready? It's time. The inaugural Urban NerdCon is coming to Montgomery, Alabama, July 29th through the 31st. World, what's happening? Rob Morgan here. Just letting you know, July 29th through the 31st, I'll be at Montgomery, Alabama, Urban NerdCon. Come on out, get something signed, take a photo, say hello, let's share some stories and create some memories, you know? novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com Slowburn is waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars it's more than a mobile lounge it's an environment and an experience rich in history luxury and personality an elegant extension of any celebration occasion it's the perfect escape and meeting place a space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion have slow burn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com but if they want to tap, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Kaville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Told you about some of those players, you know, multiple wide receivers. We have three wide receivers including Hunter, uh, which makes it three defensive backs, as he's counted both ways, five quarterbacks, uh, what is that, three offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, a linebacker, two running backs. Uh, defensive backs uh, are getting the pool today. You got four defensive backs, uh, fascinating, including five when you talk about uh, Travis Hunter, again, going both ways. So interesting to see when you start tabulating what this look like. But getting back to the question, I'm going to start with you, Mike, in terms of that. Who, since you said you can tell me right now, go ahead and tell me now, who do you want to interview outside of uh, your prayer view responsibilities? Uh, two people. Coach, Coach Maynard, but really Coach Eddie Robinson Jr. Out of curiosity. <laughs> out of curiosity, you've seen so many uh, social media clippings. You even saw it on HBCU Sports. Is this Eddie Robinson experiment going to work? It was on HBCU sports.com it was on uh i forget it was ig or somewhere on a social media site is this going to work he has no coaching experience i want to see what kind of bravado he's gonna get he's got some personalities in his room he's got 
Coach Maynard, he's got Dion. I mean, he's got some personalities. I just want to see what that interview is like and what kind of confidence he's going to come in with. I'm looking forward to that interview. And Coach Maynard is always entertaining <laughs> for that interview as well. But I want to see what Eddie Robinson Jr. got to say. Former Houston Oiler. I want to see what he got to say. Out of all, I, I like that, Mike. I he's, like read that, the Mike press, he's read the, pre, the press clippings. Oh, yeah, I like that because Charles and I kind of got a cheat code on Coach. We've had some relationship with him, and you'll be surprised. He got a little, he got a little something about it. He, he knows how to bring it. Uh, he started a little bit in that BX Swag Challenge as he got out there and said, hey, he wants to put the swag back where he rightfully thinks it should be. Yeah. And that got a lot of people's attention. So you're right. It'll be fascinating. Let me go back to you because I think Mike kind of cheated on that. I asked for players. He went with coaches. So you better go with players and or coaches. Who do you want to talk to, Charles? Uh, players and or coaches, I think they're, first and foremost, they're going to be uh, some uh, issues out there on the table. So it'll be interesting to hear some of the coaches' views in regards to uh, where we are with name, image, and likeness. Uh, where are we with regards to conference realignment? Uh, if, they, if, if there are any expectations of that trickling down. Uh, but always a great interview. And if there was no uh, Coach Prime, there was no Deion Sanders, I think Willie Simmons is always a tremendously insightful uh, uh, interviewee in terms of the way he breaks things down. It doesn't just give you the stock footage uh, of coach speak. You know, he's very insightful in terms of uh, his thought process, in terms of uh, all of those things that are on the table. But uh, obviously, uh, Connell Maynard is going to be a very interesting interview. Uh, never short on, on bravado. Uh, he is what I call, there was, if there was no Coach Prime, he would be that Archie Cooley individual who is in the room uh, who's going to suck in the oxygen around his uh, table. Uh, and then uh, Eddie Robinson Jr. I think that it's going to be uh, very interesting. Uh, just uh, like Doc said, I've had some conversations with him before. Uh, he isn't short on bravado either. So, uh, and when I saw him bringing uh, Demetrius Davis uh, to Swag Media Day, I knew there were going to be some nice little fireworks uh, ready to go for Swag Media Day. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what uh, those teams, especially in the Swag East, have to say uh, in regards to Jackson State. And then, you know, Jackson State is what it is. They're, they're going to bring it to <laughs> Yes, he had to find a way to get Jackson State in there. He had to find a way to he had to find a way to slip it in. I, I think they'll bring. I, I guess he just ignored me. I said, I'll "Did you did you hear the question? The question was ignore. The question was ignore your alma mater. Duly ignored. No, and for those don't realize. Both of these guys have finished at Texas Southern University. They, they just their graduate degree, so you know you see how they treat that. Uh, they <laughs> answer that part. Correctly. I wanted to ask you in regards to how many of y'all had a chance to really look at the schedule in terms of who teams play. I know it's the reverse of last year, but have you dug into the schedule? And with that being said, based on what you see this year, what you see coming back, who do you think has the toughest schedule? I'll put it out there a little bit, maybe to give you some of my thoughts and process, and then uh, you can pick this or, or give your own framework. Allcorn sticks out to me, and I'm talking about just the SWAT teams, obviously. Yeah. Non-conference-wise, yes. a, a lot of them have strong, uh, whether it's some good FCS regional competition, obviously FBS programs continue to make it strong. 
But you have Alcorn that plays in the division. Southern on the road for Prairie View. Uh, they got to go on the road to Grambling, right? They have Texas Southern at home that people are interested in. But then they end the season with Jackson State. I think that's a fascinating schedule in a lot of ways in terms of that. You talk about Grambling schedule. Obviously, the Jackson State is a conference game, but it doesn't count in the conference standings. That makes it fascinating. Uh, but when you look over, they have Bethune-Cookman. They go on the road for that game. But they have FAMU at home. Obviously, they have a division wrap matchup with Alcorn. Um, so I'm fascinated what you see there in terms of their schedule. That's just something that kind of jumped off my head. Some other ones out there, obviously strong. Southern, when you talk about the fact they have their own division, uh, tough games with Alcorn, which is a rivalry, Grambling the rivalry. But then they have two rivalries out of the East. They got Jackson State, which obviously is a big one where they just don't like each other. Um, they go on the road for that game. Then they go on the road to FAMU. Uh, the new rivalry, renewed, if you would, was one of the longest-standing intra-conference rivals for the longest uh, in terms of the MEAC SWAC. Now, FAMU obviously is in the SWAC. That's another tough schedule in a lot of ways. Let me go with you, Charles. Anything stuck out in among those, or is another schedule that you were like, nah, this is one it, you need to consider? It was the Alcorn schedule that jumped out at me because you start out the season – uh, Stephen F. Austin comes into uh, Alcorn. They go to uh, our, our conference game, of course. Uh, they go to, to Tulane. Uh, and then they host McNeese State. Uh, those three jumped out at me. And then you get Swack West game. You get UAPB. Uh, they actually don't roll for McNeese. Yeah, they're on the road for McNeese. Uh, uh, they're on the road for McNeese. Uh, but then you get UAPB that comes into uh, Alcorn. Uh, tough matchup. Bring, uh, when yeah. you consider Skylar Perry, uh, is still a heck of a playmaker who was dinged up a lot last year, but UAPB can score some points. And then they go on the road, they go to Itabina to take on Mississippi yeah. Valley State. That stuck out to me because that Valley game is, is the week before they take on Southern uh, at Southern. So those first five games for Alcorn, those are, are beyond barometer games. They have a very tough schedule. And again, they're breaking in a new quarterback, so it's going to be very interesting to me. Yeah, to you, see. you, Charles, you're nice. Then they got Southern, they got Texas Southern, which we know offensively should be. And tough. I circle, I circle. The they Texas go to Grambling. They got yeah. Prairie View. They go to that's going to want to get some of that back on them. Then they got Bethune Cookman in Mississippi at home, but then they finish out at home, but it's against Jackson State. You're right. That's the tough one. Mike, I circled, I circled the homecoming game against Texas Southern. I, I thought that, that that could be a Swack West showdown game. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one. Mike, what is your thoughts in terms of the schedule? What stood out to you? Uh, any schedule that I've mentioned, whether it was Grambling, Alcorn, Southern, or do you have another one that you thought? Oh, no, absolutely. I, absolutely. It was uh, for me. I didn't get them, give them an in-depth look, but Alcorn, by far. Um, they what South Alabama, they got McNeese State, which you could argue is is somewhat in in, in transition. They got SFA. I, I think Alcorn by, by far has a tougher schedule. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's fascinating to see what that goes on. I give a little nod to FAMU. I think obviously being in the East Division is tough as itself. 
uh, been in your crossover Southern, so and Grambling. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. That's a pretty tough schedule as well in terms of what that looks like. But that'll do it for us. Again, look forward to us Thursday for our predicted order of finish. And for my predicted order of finish, I actually went down each schedule and broke down what I thought over the season. Obviously, too early to do all this, but I broke down wins and losses. So I have my record for everybody. So when I give you a predicted order of finish, I'm also going to share on Thursday what I think the predicted record for each team is going to be, which is how I came up with my ultimate order of finish. So look forward to seeing us on Thursday again. Make sure you tune in to BCSN as you will have AD uh, in terms of bringing you some updates right there, as well as Faith Daniels going giving you some updates on the CIAA for BCSN. Download my JVN, my BCSN to get all that news. We'll be in Birmingham. Thank you for listening to Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadikaville, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Ville's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, we will give you a show uh, on Thursday, so make sure you turn in at 6. But before you get into that, make sure you tune in to what we'll do that morning right there in Birmingham for the 2022 SWAT Football Media Day. It should be worth the time for you to find a way to sneak away from your work and put at least an eyeball in the ear on what we have to say. Follow me, Dr. Kenyattaville, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Check out uh, uh, Brian and AD with the sports wrap. Obviously, ONG will be tomorrow, and they'll give you their thoughts, I'm sure, on the Swag Media Day, and they'll be in the house as well. Check them out on Wednesday. You got three the pregame show, as I'm sure they're going to sneak in and give you some nuggets that you haven't heard and seen before that you can't get anywhere else as they go deep into the vaults for what is going on in Jackson State, where you actually get some of the news, like they were the first one to drop the fact that Dion, Coach Prime, Sanders was given half his salary. The other media picked it up, but obviously, unfortunately, they didn't share the love. But want to make sure you know, if you want to get it first, you better check out the pregame show because they will have it. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles. Horse. Mike. Lecture. Smith.